0: Hey, Welcome in, cronies, to the Man-Child Hard Knocks Recap Episode. I'm here with my best friend, Jay, and we're going to recap Episode 2. It came out, and uh, I'm going to say, initial reaction, I didn't like it much as the first episode, I, I can tell you that. Really? It didn't pump I, you up? I liked it. I liked a lot of things about it, and there were some moments in there where I'm like
1: it kept me super engaged I was I was pretty I I knew they would start bringing in other players they wouldn't just focus on the big stars but I was pretty pumped uh, especially during the game um, that was a and that was a good 15 minutes of the episode. I loved it. I loved watching um, a lot of the behind the scenes of what was going on during that game. I mean, they stomped the Panthers, and I had no idea any of that leading up to the game either. So I I, I thought it was fun. I'm just no, it, enjoying watching football. I maybe maybe that's my problem. I've been so dry on football, not getting enough of it that now I'm just I want as much as I can get, and I'm I'm enjoying it. I love it. I don't think I,
0: I was I guess I wanted more of was more players that they haven't talked to yet. Like we haven't there's so many like maybe the Jets aren't letting them do it, I guess. But typically Hard Knocks will follow a slew like three or four guys that are roster bubble guys and okay. tell their stories. And then you either see them make the team or they get cut. And maybe the Jets aren't allowing that to happen to their people. They don't want. Oh, to I see. see
1: them and, and you know, to be honest, this is really the first year I've invested this much time in hard knocks. Normally, I don't watch all the full episodes, I just watch highlights. So, um, but I'm doing it because I was like, well, I want to support my boy Ryan but I'm having a freaking blast watching the Jets play ball. And they followed that rookie, and I, I knew from just a little bit from the game, like, oh, rookie McDonald got a sack. It was really fun to watch his whole storyline play out this week on episode two. That was really fun.
0: Yeah, well, let's get right into it from the start. Yeah. They brought in one of my favorite shows, former contestants, America's Got Talent, O's Permlin. He's a mentalist, and he blew everybody's
1: mind in that thing. It was unbelievable. He blew anyone's mind who watched it. I sat there like, what is happening? That was incredible.
0: Yeah, that... uh the, the man, the I don't know which trick was better, the puzzle trick that he did with McCall Hardman when he came up there, and he just randomly picked that one. And I, I watched it twice because I'm like, was every puzzle piece the same? And I looked, no, there was corner no? and side pieces all over the place in that thing. He picked <sighs> the exact puzzle piece, and then for him I don't to pick know, I don't know sc- how it's
1: done. The score the of goldfish. a Super Bowl,
0: yeah. the score of a Super Bowl, and the team he's playing. Already written down, like what is how does this guy manipulate your mind into thinking these things? It's unreal.
1: He does (laughs) something, but the goldfish goldfish in his hand because he put a deck of cards in Aaron Rodgers' hand and said, Hold it tight. And then, only for a brief second, he wiggles his finger in there and goes, I'm just going to pull out a card from the middle pulls out the card that Rogers was thinking of and then says open your hand and there's a goldfish in his hand like it's in a uh, it's in a plastic container shaped like the deck of cards. What happened to the deck of cards? Yeah. Rogers had his hand on it the whole time. You should have seen his face. He's just like oh, I don't know what's happening. Like he looks so freaked out. I would have been too I'm done. There's a demon in this room I gotta go.
0: I, what what I love watching is is uh, <laughs> the different reactions from the different cultures of people. People like uh, white people like us. Like we just sit there and we're like, "Wait a minute, what just happened?" Like, let me try to figure this out. And then mind blown. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All the all the uh, black guys and everything—they're just like (laughs) hands on their head. They're running around the room. I just they just make everything Uh, so much fun when you go to a show. Yeah, (laughs) they just like (laughs) it's so fun to watch. Uh, Uh, It
1: was really fun. It was really fun. uh,
0: Yeah. Then uh, you know the star of the show, Quinn and Williams. Oh man, that dude is just a delight to listen to. He's so fun and energetic and just a monster when he's playing it is i you know i know everything about Quinn williams i've known about him i want to hear from your first time being able to see an inside look at him and see what he's all about i want to know your thoughts you want to know my thoughts
1: ryan i was i was mad let's just be honest i was mad you know why because i'm watching number 95 get paid the money he deserves and He's smart. He's energetic. He's funny. Uh, he He is the heart of the defense. Do you know another player with the number 95 that I've heard that about that we're not paying? That would be the Kansas City Chiefs number 95, Chris Jones, who's in a contract holdout because the Chiefs aren't paying him. Look. I have this discussion um, with my brother, Jerry, and I was like, look, I don't know what the Chiefs are doing. Um, I don't know if they know something that I don't know. I just have to trust Brett Veach. But then I watch Hard Knocks the very same day, that last night, and I'm like, why are we not signing the heart of our defense? But that's what and Williams is. He's the heart of the defense, and you see it. The way he commands guys on the field, the way he says, look at me, you're going to follow what I do, he puts in the work, he puts in the effort, he's tearing through that offensive line, just getting sack after sack. That was fun. I enjoyed getting to see Quinn and Williams. I, you've talked highly about him. I see why.
0: Yeah. he. Uh, i like to shout out to Optimus Prime. Appreciate it. Yeah. I love Optimus <laughs> Prime. <laughs> when he was when they were doing the practice scrimmage with the panthers because that's the only time the jet starters played uh we'll get to the game here but the jet starters on defense did not play but in that scrimmage they did i mean that dude i've never seen like aaron maybe aaron donald but i've never seen anybody so unblockable ever he just tore through double teams if you singled if you tried blocking him one on
1: one, he was in there in a second. Double team him He's so powerful. You can just see the power explode like the way he comes up. It's so much power, yet it's so fast. So it's mm-hmm. like the offensive line doesn't know what to do cuz it's just you're getting hit by a freight train and it's moving with that much power and speed. You can just see they're double teaming him. Doesn't matter doesn't matter. He's still going through them. Unbelievable. Jay, do you remember how many sacks he had in that scrimmage? 11. <laughs> 11
0: sacks in a scrimmage. 11. It's just, they they have the ball like three or four times each, the offense and defense. The dude had 11 sacks. Think about that. He was so pumped up. It,
1: it, was, it was pretty funny. Rodgers, because he came up to Rogers when he was at 10. And Rogers is like, you're at 10? And he goes, I'm telling you, man, I've sacked him 10 times. And Rogers goes we'll check the tape. We'll see if it's 10. Uh-huh. And then Roger starts watching and he goes through again and he's and Roger starts screaming, that's 11! That's yeah, 11! Like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> 11.
0: Yeah, it's 11. Very fun. And the Jets in that scrimmage went from a dominating defense that Panthers couldn't do anything to the offense. And you got to see our offensive line struggles. Now we are without our Left our left tackle, uh, perennial All-Pro. He wasn't All-Pro for a couple of years, but Dwayne Brown isn't with the team right now. And I don't think Elijah Vera Tucker was playing that day either. Who's probably our best offensive lineman? Um, he has a little ankle issue going on right now. But boy, they blew us out of the water just as bad as Quinn did. That offensive line was terrible, and uh, you finally got to see the Rodgers. We all know. When you watch him play, he is not afraid to get on to people, and he was letting that offensive line have it during that scrimmage. Yeah,
1: even before that practice, it was uh, diving in uh, with Rodgers, and he was he was having struggles with the center, and so he he was getting on the center like, snap that ball right, snap it, don't don't give me a spiral, just toss it up. I don't want it spinning. Just toss it up. Just toss it up. I mean, but it showed them for a few minutes just Rodgers repeatedly working with the center on that and trying to get that snap down. Um, I found that
0: weird, too, because that was their third-string center.
1: Wes oh, yeah, he's what, a
0: third-string center.
1: <clears> Rodgers <throat> wants all of them to be perfect, I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah. That guy is dedicated, man. its It's been really fun to get a peek behind the curtain. Because I'm telling you, uh, I mean, even the coaches talked about Rodgers. If, if, if we're going to spend a minute talking about Rodgers, even the coaches are like, "Have Have you ever played with a player who thinks like this, who acts like this? I mean, we've never. I've never seen a player um, who he's literally like another coach on the field, telling people how to do it, the plays to run. I mean, he's he is so smart in the game of football. I'm sitting there like. I think, is he going to become a coach when he's done? Like, like he has the ability to do it, but it's just so much fun to watch Rodgers on the field. I don't know what the Packers were thinking letting this guy go and being such jerks to him for so long. I feel like it was always the media from the Packers talking about how much of a prima donna he is, and I don't see it at all. So I I just, I don't know what happened.
0: He'd, I watched an interview with uh, him. He was on the Boomer and Carton show. It's the Boomer and radio show. And he was talking about how, because Boomer asked him about his life change and finding himself. And he said a few years ago, he had basically changed his whole lifestyle. So he made it sound like he kind of was, you know, a prima donna I see. maybe. So that okay. might have, that, okay. that, all those years, if he was like that, I can see why maybe the media was like that. Uh, but okay. you know, <laughs> last night they showed him with his little uh, tick he has with picking the grass up. That's all yeah. going to be lo- when I watch yeah. football games now. That's all I'm going to be looking at how many times he crouches down and grabs the grass. It's so
1: funny. Yeah, and it was funny, they said that, or he said, I think it came from, it was so cold in Green Bay, Yeah. so he would reach down and grab grass just to get a little more extra grip on his hand, but now that's just what he does, he picks it up, he throws it in the air, he wants to see where the wind's going, but he talks about that, and he even talks about well, if the wind's going this way, I can't throw the ball that that way because it's not going to pull to the right like I want it, or it's not going to go to the left like I want, I'm like, this dude is so smart, it's not even funny, oh, he's yeah. mastered He's mastered the game of football. So much fun. Uh, Back to that scrimmage. Yes.
0: My favorite part of the whole show was going behind closed doors and seeing Robert Sala absolutely destroy his offensive line in a meeting in front of all of their peers, which anybody that has a job, like you get yelled by your boss one-on-one, that's one thing. You get yelled at your boss in front of everybody you work with. That's a whole nother. That's like eight thousand more levels. and It is. The the knock on Robert Sala from the Jets media always they think he's soft, but they don't ever let anybody behind closed doors. So I was very surprised that they let them behind closed doors. And boy, he and he was one hundred percent right. Everything he said was one hundred percent right. He was talking about how. Uh, basically, I'm not going to use his language because this is a family yep. show. Uh, but yep. a lot of F words. Yeah, how we brought in a Hall of Fame quarterback, two ten million dollar receivers, a great running back room, all the uh, one of the best defenses of the league. But we're still the same old Jets because our offensive line can't block and just unloaded on them. And uh, they needed to they needed to hear that.
1: Well, I I speaking of that too. The words he said was. We're proving we're proving them right. We're we're a seven and ten. We're a seven and ten team with a really good defense and a mediocre offense. That's what they think of us. He was being I was nice. Like, oh. mediocre. I'm like wow. Like, but yeah. th- th- that that's yeah, he is being nice, saying mediocre. <laughs> uh, but uh, for, when I'm talking about last year, but I mean, th- I loved seeing but that fourth wall because. I, I always wonder do if they understand how they are perceived and they they do they fully understand how we look at their team last year it was a great defense and the offense was terrible mm-hmm. um but even though he was berating them Ryan and he did he berated them i it wasn't personal it was professional mm-hmm. and it was a professional berating because it's not about them as people. It's it's just it's the, the team. The offensive line. And I loved his saying um, when it came to the defense and the offensive line. The whole defense runs through you. And he's talking to the defensive line. The whole offense runs through you. And he's talking to the offensive line. If, you, if the line doesn't hold up, we're done. If the line can't do it, we're done. It starts with you guys. And so He challenged them for that game, and boy, howdy, they they, they responded.
0: I've got an inkling, and they kind of showed something at the end here that that the Jets aren't revealing something. And when I watched this episode, HBO glimmered it a little bit. And I think the Jets are hiding a secret weapon in their pocket, and they know it, and they don't want anybody to know. They don't want the guy to get hurt. Okay. They know it's a weapon. And I think that's Makai Becton, their first-round pick a few years ago, who has the past two years had season-ending injuries. They're working him back slowly, but when he's in there, dominates. He yep. looks like you get, you put your biggest guy on him, he looks like a kid compared to him. and or he's
1: a giant.
0: Yeah, you put him on that offensive line with Dwayne Brown and those other guys because their interior is pretty good. They have a really good offensive line. Yep. And at the end of the episode when they showed Rodgers going up to him and Rodgers was hugging him and saying, me and you need to have lunch this week. We need to talk. Like, yep. I just feel like HBO knows it. The Jets know it. And pretty soon the NFL is going to know it. And that's gonna, to me, that guy is like our missing link to where we can go. So I'm excited to yep. see what happens there.
1: For sure, one of the main storylines of this episode, um, I brought it up earlier, was that rookie McDonald. Uh, he was taken what number fifteen, Ryan? Yes, Num- number fifteen in the first round of the draft. The Jets took Which him. He's a deep.
0: Everybody made fun of us for taking a defensive end there. By the way, <laughs> it was a deep. Nobody knew who end. he was
1: either. Yep, yep. He's he's out of Iowa State. Um, And he was kind of... uh, I I wasn't surprised they were highlighting him because I knew he did some good stuff in that game. He's kind of an interesting cat, you know. They they follow him to a tattoo parlor. He gets these piercings. He wants to get stuff re-pierced. He's like, the nose is going to hurt, but do it. And I'm going to cry, but just go ahead and do it. And so they do it, and the guy's like, don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll get your strained tears. And it was just funny. It was a fun little segment showing him. But they were talking to him, and even the people, are, are you nervous about the game? And he's like, I don't... I don't get nervous for the games. I just blank my mind out. I'm just going to go out there and play. And I was like, okay, I, I I see your strategy. I had no idea he was as aggressive and energetic as he was. Every snap, he is going through that line. He is fighting as hard as he can. He reminds me of a Jared Allen or a Max Crosby on the uh, as a D end. Just going for it and he's not that big of a guy but he is strong you can see his strength and he is just barreling at them he's really fast really fast he is so fast and then like this is in the fourth quarter of the game he does a kip up instead of just standing up he literally kips up off the field and even Robert Shaw is like did you guys just see what McDonald did like they should he should be exhausted and they describe him as an engine that just keeps going. That's going to be a fun person to watch.
0: I'm very – this defensive line, dude. I am well, – let's just go to that game. That game was – the highlight of that game was that defensive line. And it, we didn't have our starters. Our two main DNs are uh, John Franklin Myers, I call him JFM, and Carl Lawson. They weren't in there. Quinton Williams didn't play. So their their top three and uh, Al Woods didn't play. So their starting four wasn't playing. None of their starting defense was playing. These were all their backups. Yeah. Well, their first round pick last year they took their fourth or their third first round pick, which Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald. Those guys destroyed the Panthers. Jermaine Johnson,
1: yes they did. He hasn't
0: he hasn't got much credit, and I think it's coming in hard knocks. But he has he has come in bulkier, faster. He looks so good in practice right now. I'm just thinking to myself, dude, these two guys on our ends for the next five years is going to be insane with Quinn Williams in the middle, because those two guys were in Bryce Young's face the whole game. The the Panthers' offense, total offense, was uh, I think like under 50 yards or something for the game. It was insane. Oh, Uh, man.
1: Now, I I like Bryce Young. I'm not... He had a 98% on his S2 test, so... Like, the guy is smart. Um, Bryce Young knows the game of football. He got destroyed, Ryan. I was like, welcome to the NFL, kid. He got hit (laughs) hard and hard a lot. Welcome to the NFL, kid. I I was glad for him to get to experience that because preseason is nothing like the regular season. You're going against backups, buddy. Welcome to the NFL. That was (sighs) their... their
0: That was their starting unit. That was their starting offensive line. Go against the Jets backups. So I was very impressed. I'm like, dude, guys, he got
1: destroyed.
0: Insane. (laughs) That's not even our starters in there. I can't even imagine. Like, you're going against Quinn and Williams. Yeah, these guys get back there so fast. And like, if your first read is Sauce Gardner,
1: what you're sacked. You're sacked. You don't have time to look for another guy, dude. No, no. Bryce Young, I'm telling you, he, I still think he's. I. he has the potential to be a very good quarterback in this league. His first year is going to be spent on his back and running for his life. That offensive line was atrocious.
0: Yeah, they were one of the better offensive lines in football last year too, which I thought was surprising in that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a good game to evaluate uh, Bryce Young in, but the offense for the Jets in that game uh, they highlighted in Hard Knocks. Their offensive line stepped up in that game, and they played yes, good. They, they ran the ball very well. Zach Wilson played very efficient ball. Uh, I think he was like eleven for fifteen for a hundred and whatever forty yards and a touchdown. He looked pretty good, very efficient. He looked,
1: he looked great. Here, here's the difference, and you heard them talk about it. So they did spend some time with Zach Wilson earlier in the episode. They were showing um, super fun. They were because Aaron Rodgers is so good at the play fake. They were showing you had to pick between two scenes on the screen: which one's the pass, which one's the run, and he's going to hand the ball off. and Zach Wilson's kind of cocky. I can see your tail. I can see your tail. And then on the third one, he got it totally wrong. And Rodgers is like, "Oh, I have a tell, huh? You can tell, huh?" And, uh, but I liked watching that dynamic. And the reason I say that, because Zach talked with the coaches about it, he said, My, the first two years, it got so stressful because of all the pressure that was on the team. And you have this great defense, but the offense can't match it. And Zach was under this pressure. He wasn't having fun. You can see the flip side this year. He's having fun. And Rodgers has been a huge impact on that. Um, He even calls Rodgers' dad at one point. Hey, dad liked my swag. Dad likes my (laughs) swag. And uh, it was just funny. But even the coaches, the defensive coordinator is talking to Zach, and he's like, just have fun, buddy. Rodgers is telling him, just have fun. And you can see that Zach has let a bunch. Oh, and then Adam Thielen, yeah. But you can see Zach has let a bunch of stress off of him. And he's going out there to have fun. It's a different Zach Wilson. And this is the, if he's going to have a career, this was the best thing that could have happened to him.
0: Yes, that game was very, that that handoff game was fun. Um, the The end of the show where they wanted to educate these younger guys on comedy films, and they brought out the late, great Leslie Nielsen from Naked Gun, Airplane, all those awesome movies.
1: Uh, that was so much fun. I loved that. That was, that was hilarious. But uh, yeah, it was at the very end, like they're playing credits and they're like, well, we're doing this, you know, for for Rogers too. But, you know, cause you, all these young guys don't know these movies, but we're having cinema Sundays is what they call it. Cinema Sundays. And so they were educating them on all of the great one liners from, um, the great, uh, Gun, yeah, yeah, naked gun. Yeah. So much fun. Uh, two more quick
0: notes I want to talk about is how Awful and terrible the rookie show was. Uh, so every oh. if you never watched Hard Knocks, they always have the rookies go out in front of everybody. And last year's Lions guys were hilarious. They did impressions. They did talents. The Jets the Jets rookies was I was embarrassed watching it. I closed my eyes. It
1: was so it was so bad. It, it, was, it so was so bad. bad. It was so bad. They said you are going to redo it. Rookies yeah. are going to redo it next week. We're going to see a second rookie show.
0: Yeah, it was bad. Uh it was real bad. The other <laughs> uh sauce getting introduced to Uncle Josh McCown. He yeah. had no clue who Josh McCown was. No clue whatsoever. Did not care to talk to him. I thought that was funny for a guy that's he was on the Justice a few
1: years ago. Had no idea who the guy was. So funny, but I mean Josh McCown, he was in the league for what, eighteen years, nineteen years, but I don't he never he never popped off. He never had his, uh, like a big shining moment for him. We all know him because we've had to watch him suffer through as a backup on many teams and come in and, you know, he'll play decent, but he's not, he's not a superstar. He's the
0: go to person on the grid game. Just That's on. right.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: that was about it for this episode. Uh, next episode, I'm assuming we're going to get some Delvin Cook, some Brees Hall. He's also back. So we're going <laughs> to get, have to get some Delvin
1: Cook. So, yeah big news um if you don't know it yet dalvin cook signed with uh signed with the jets that was what just uh just two days ago on monday yep so yeah super big deal so i'm excited to see what footage they have of cook because um i he's been there a lot so i i know they've been filming with him
0: yeah cook and Brees hall i think will be the highlight of next show they're 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 scrimmaging against the bucks and they play the bucks this saturday so We'll get to see the Baker Mayfield. That'll show. be fun. That'll be fun. You'll get destroyed. Uh, well,
1: that's. Do you have any other final shots on the show before we end? No, I'm absolutely loving it. Though this is this has been it's been really fun watching Hard Knocks this year.
0: All right, until next week. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today
1: on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.